0: Thank you yeah. so much about the- everybody we are back oh finally it's been a while sorry about that guys um been really busy but we are back for episode 26 thank god i think this is 26 i don't know i have to check but i'm pretty sure it's 26 i am glad to be back and of course i am as always your host dan Brosman. and we've been busy We've been busy. You know, the kids back in school, so you know, started with that and then, you know, uh had some other stuff going on. Went to a a con, Mo Game Con. Uh we'll talk a little bit about that. Um that was last weekend. So much fun. So much fun. But let's let's get into it. Um kind of kind of got some interesting topics here, I think. Uh want to talk about uh old school superman christopher reeves compared to henry cavill's the man of steel you know uh, i'm a big uh, movie fan and uh, you know i listen to other podcasts and watch other youtube channels about the uh, movies and you know i'm going to bring a little bit more of that into uh, what i do here so i kind of want to have that kind of conversation with myself here and talk about you know my my feelings on both of them you know i'm i you know, was born in '78, and that's when you know the Christopher Reeves came out, uh, movie came out. So yeah, that's what I know. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, two trailers that dropped: uh, the Hawkeye trailer, which is a going to be uh, a TV show, you know, like Loki and um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. So I'm looking forward to that. And another trailer that dropped was the Matrix 4 trailer. They actually made one. They're actually, you know, I mean, obviously the trailer's out, so they're pretty far along with that. We're going to put the nail in the coffin on this WADA thing, and that's going to take a whole 10 seconds because I'm done with any of that. I don't even know if it was WADA. It was auctions or whatever. I mean, yeah. So I knew I wasn't going to talk about it, but this is going to be pretty much my uh, hey game over with that. Um, are video game consoles and games pre NES worth playing and collecting? I hear this every now and again, and I the only reason why I'm gonna I want to talk about this is because uh, lately I've heard this uh, mentioned twice within the last month. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just, let's just kind of go over this and, and, and let me tell you what I think about that. Um, what if Sonic and Mario never existed? I, I was thinking about this the other day. These are the deep questions that go in my mind when I'm by myself. What if they didn't exist? Um, what other characters would make a good mascot for Sega or Nintendo? Nintendo. Uh, and when I started really thinking about like all the different, uh, different characters on there, I was like, I don't really know who would genuinely be a good mascot, but I think Nintendo has more options, um, than Sega. Um, so yeah. And then, um, something that came to my attention yesterday is that there's going to be a new Super Mario Brothers movie, um. Who knew? So we're going we're gonna to talk about that. Um, you know, my first reaction to hearing that was like, ugh. <laughs> because uh, if you've seen the one from back in the day, uh, yeah. So n- doesn't exactly get you excited. All right. So I am 43 years old. Young, I should say. I'm 43 years young. So, I was born in nineteen seventy eight and part of me growing up, there was two things that I loved: I loved Star Wars and I still love Star Wars most of the time and I loved watching superman the the original Christopher Reeves movie, and the second one with General Zod, which oddly enough was called Superman two so I am very set in my ways with a lot of things. If, if People that really know me know that I don't enjoy change or I don't accept change all that well. I, I wish I did, but sometimes it really, really takes a lot for me to get there. And so when they, you know, and this isn't the first time with Man of Steel that they have decided to redo uh you know, uh, Superman, because they did that one with Brandon Ruth in 2006, and it was okay, it, w- it was okay, um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it was okay, that's all I could say about that, it wasn't a bad movie, but it. I don't know if it was necessarily a great movie, it was okay, but you know, now going forward here, and, and this is a little bit late too, because you know I don't even think Henry Cavill is doing, gonna do or doing too much with the Superman character anymore. I know I, I said in a couple episodes ago that supposedly he had signed another contract to do more, but I don't really know what that means at this point. So I am I, I'm just gonna say right now I'm just assuming that he's not doing anything with it, um, and we'll see but a lot of times you know when you get guys my age or a little bit older talking about you know oh you know the henry cavill superman it it's always goes back to i feel like like you're comparing it to uh the christopher reeve's one and not just in the in them playing superman because really i don't have a problem with either one playing superman i love both of them playing superman i thought Christopher Reeves, in my mind, is is Superman. Henry Cavill is not. But when I look at Henry Cavill playing Superman, I'm like, yeah, that's Superman. So, um, but Christopher Reeves will always be, you know, first in my mind when it comes to that. It's more of the style of the movies. And, you know... In 1978, you know, they it was a revolutionary movie because the special effects that this movie did and I know that they do not hold up today. And let's just say the 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 one in 78 and then the one that came out a couple years later um that was uh uh you know, Superman 2 was odd cuz I mean those are pretty much the the same. We're not going to talk about uh, Superman three with with Richard Pryor and we're n- definitely not going to talk about the fourth one, you know, no. Nah. But anyway, so when I look at these movies and I always hear this comparison, but I, I what I didn't care for in Man of Steel was the way Krypton was um, portrayed. I always loved how like the old Krypton in the older movies was like this ice planet and like with the crystals everything seemed kind of i don't know like very very rigid and cold and like and clean as far as like yeah this is definitely a race of people who um you know are advanced and you know the way that storyline went where you know that they didn't believe drell that about what was happening to the sun that it was just merely um a shift in the in the planet's orbit and there was nothing to worry about because in both in both movies you know drell uh superman's father had figured out hey you know our planet is is on the brink of destruction here and, and and you guys need to know this. and But in the Christopher Reeves one, you know, it, it, the powers that be on Krypton are convinced that it's no big deal. It's just, you know, a minor shift in the planet's uh, orbit, which, you know, in hindsight, I would think that there is no, never a minor shift in a planet's orbit that that's going to mess things up. Anyway, so it was kind of them disagreeing with what they thought was going to happen. Okay, so now you come to the Man of Steel. Now, this Krypton, I didn't care for because it was like a dirty, kind of harsher place to be. I don't know. It just, it was almost like, and their technology was almost like steampunk kind of technology. And I was kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah, but no. It almost sometimes felt like some of the graphics for for like their computers and stuff was out of the matrix or something. I don't know if that makes any sense. But in this one, the storyline goes, yeah, they know that their planet is dying because they harvested the core for energy. But what are they supposed to do? Which, you know, look, I know you have to have a little bit of suspension of belief or disbelief or whatever it is when you're watching these movies, obviously. I mean, you know, it's a Superman movie. It's a superhero movie. But like with them, because the storyline later on in the movie goes, well, you know, over 100,000 years we sent all these other ships out and we colonized all these other places. But then they just died off because our planet was dying. So we needed all the resources for our planet. And so like when their planet was dying, I was like, well, I don't understand. You have the technology to leave. You have the technology... To terraform other planets. Why did you guys all just decide to stay on Krypton? Or Krypton? I never understood that. I'm like. You know. And and his dad kind of gives. Jarell kind of gives. And Man of Steel gives a. You know. Like a. Well we were. You know. Why couldn't you and mom come with me? Well because we were a product of Krypton. It's like. But you weren't. Because you were the one. That had the first natural birth in years. Instead of having it be Genetically uh the predetermined free for you know superman so why would that be it's plot holes up the yin yang in that one it's and it gets a little bit too deep where like the other superman was just like hey you know yeah you know here our stuff's going down my parents my parents know that the planet's gonna die or they think it's gonna die they send me off yeah, everybody was wrong except my father and the planet blows up. This other one, it's like, yeah, we could leave. We all know the planet's dying, but we don't. So I don't get it. And 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 if kids are listening, cover their ears because, you know, when they catch Zod after he tries to take over Krypton in the Man of Steel, him and all his conspirators, they wrap him up in like these cocoons that look like flying dildos. Every time I watch it, I'm like, who designed this, number one? And who, no one said anything, but like, hey, you know, maybe we should change this up just a little bit because they kind of look like flying dildos. No one ever said anything. And if you've never seen Man of Steel, go watch it. You're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, I wouldn't even have to say anything. And you'd be like, huh, those kind of look like dildos. Yeah, they do. They do. They look exactly like it. So, (laughs) (laughs) they really do. Oh, my God. Every time, I'm just like, good Lord, look at those things. (laughs) And anyway, so, I don't know really where I'm going with this. But, you know, I hear this from time to time. and, 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 And I always feel like, even though I know Man of Steel is a good movie, I just, I just don't have that connection like I did with the old school Christopher Reeves movie. And plus, I don't think the soundtracks nearly as good. Because that, that, that John Williams, I almost said Robin Williams. Like Robin Williams is a comedian. He doesn't compose music. John Williams, <laughs> John Williams, I mean, you can't beat him when it comes to soundtracks. I mean, he, that was his life. That's what's going to be written on his tombstone when it's all over. Here lies John Williams, the master of soundtracks. And to me, when you have that soundtrack that can really tie you in to the feeling of the movie and enhance it, and sometimes, sometimes it gives you a lot of the feeling of the movie. I mean, look at Tim Burton... When with Danny Elfman, with that Tim Burton uh, Batman, the first one, and the second one for that matter. But especially the first one. I mean, you know when you hear that soundtrack, when you hear that theme song, you know what movie that is. With the Superman, Man of Steel, not so much. It's almost just like a beat. I don't even know if there's there's an actual theme to that movie. And especially in a movie like that, like a hero uh, hero uh superhero movie i think that's important not all the not necessarily you know overly important but it definitely in my what i feel it adds to it so um yeah i mean you know god rest you know christopher reeve's cuz he's you know he will always be superman and even when i go back and watch those movies it just it just takes me back, you know, and, and I just love those movies, and they are dated, they are very much dated when it comes to the, to the special effects, but, you know, with, with the one thing that I didn't like with Man of Steel is, especially at the end, when him and Zod um, are fighting, or any of them at the end, because, It just feel like everybody was just overpowered and the way they use special effects, it was just so over the top and it almost takes that suspension of disbelief and makes it even harder. You know, I want to feel that's the one thing was with the Christopher Reeve Superman. You could almost feel how it would have been to fly because you know, and and God knows, you know, if they would have had the CGI technology that they do now, back then, I'm sure, it, I, obviously it wouldn't have been the same. So they could they only did what they could do back then, but it just feels more, more real, more you know, with the practical effects. I think sometimes CGI goes so far to where it 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 you know it's supposed to take away that suspension of disbelief and help you with that but sometimes it makes it even worse at least in 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 my eyes and you know guys this is just my opinion you know i'm not saying either movie's good or bad i'm just i was listening to people talk about you know the dc Franchise now and all the the movies that have come, and I've heard how this one guy in particular, John Campia, I follow on YouTube, great channel. He also puts his channel on as a podcast, uh, John Campia Show, great show. And you know, I just I know how much he loves Man of Steel, and I just can't get there. I wish I could. Um. But I I, I I just can't. So, well, anyway, I guess that's all I have to say about that. Um, yeah. Going forward here, uh, two trailers that dropped. We got the Hawkeye trailer and the Matrix 4 trailer. And I'll be honest with you, back, back when I heard first heard that they were going to do a Hawkeye... Well, I thought it was a movie, but evidently it's a show... And, um, you know, I got to be honest with you. I'm like, out of all the Avengers, why would I care? But, but I will say after seeing the trailer, I'm pretty excited about it. It's all in the context and the way you do it. The feel of, of the shows, you know, and I know there was a lot of people out there that thought the trailer didn't look all that great. You know, it's a Hawkeye. You know, he's got a bow and arrow. I mean, who cared about that adventure? It's like, yeah, but I, we're not talking about him going up against, you know, Thanos here. We're talking about him, you know, really, I don't know who he's going to be going up against necessarily. But it's, it's awesome. I, I love the trailer. I love what it, the feel that it had because it looks like, to me, it it, it felt like, a Christmas movie, a diehard Christmas movie, but in a show form. And that's the way it looks on there, because he finds somebody that, you know, of course, when, now, if you haven't seen, you know, Endgame, or it's been a while, you know that he becomes Ronin, which is, you know, basically, it's like, I think, Japanese for some sort of assassin warrior, where he just, after his family Got taken in the snap he just he just goes off and starts you know ministering his own justice with like this kick ass samurai sword and just chops everybody up so obviously, when his family came back, you know he hung that up but um in this in this show in the trailer, it shows that someone dressed as him, so and he goes after this person and finds out it's a young girl. And then, you know, whatever uh, kind of storyline goes in after that, I'm not sure. But I also like it because his kids are in it. Uh, It's probably only for like the first episode. But um, it's the same actors and actresses. I love that. I love continuity. (laughs) I can't tell you how much I love continuity. I just, when you go and have a movie and then you do sequels, and you have all the same actors and actresses come back to play those same characters. I love that. I hate it when they have somebody else play that same actor. It just it just takes me out of it. I don't know. Am I the only one? Am I the only one that feels like that? I love when when it's the same people. Guys, I'm sorry if I'm sniffling here. I gotta say say... Uh, it's been super nice here. Went out and cut the grass today. My allergies have been killing me. So I'm going to try and edit out as much of the sniffling as I can. But if, if you hear me off to the side sniffling, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. But, um, but yeah, you know, the Hawkeye trailer looks pretty good. Check it out, guys. I think it's going to be a good show. It's not going to be a blockbuster, but I think it's going to be a really good time. And I like Hawkeye. Um, yeah, Jeremy Renner. Great actor. So, Matrix Four trailer drops, and I was sh- surprised. Now, I'd heard that they were talking about making a Matrix Four, but I didn't know that they were actually making it. And I, and obviously, far enough along to where they have the trailer now, which is pretty far. And I, I you know, there was. Okay, so there was a part of me that's really excited for this. That's really interested. I'm like, oh my God. This is so great. But there's also that part of me that, um, that's like, hey, remember Matrix 2 and 3? Especially 3? Yeah. Now, for the record, I thought Matrix 2 was okay and I thought 3 sucked. And... Most of it had to do with the storyline. I just you know, Matrix One is Matrix One is one of those movies that comes along maybe two or three times in your lifetime as far as like the buzz about it and like the special effects, and all of a sudden a, a movie comes out every great once in a while that just blows your mind. And that was Matrix. And it may not seem that great today to, to the younger people. But when when it first came out, trust me, everyone was talking about that thing. Everybody was talking about it. It was great. It still is great. It's a great, um, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. I'm not really sure what year that came out. I'm pretty sure it was like 98, if I'm not mistaken, the first Matrix. And that, you know, it it totally has that era's... Sleek look with the techno music. Great, great movie. So, you know, the trailer four drops, and, you know, God love it. You know, Keanu Reeves still in it, still looking young. Um, Neil Patrick Harris looks like he was in it. He was a therapist. And I was like, okay, you know, I like Neil Patrick Harris. And then, I forgot to write her name down, but the the actress that played Trinity, she's in it too. So it looks like it's her character as well that's in it. And then maybe a young Morpheus, I don't know. It was very confusing on what was going on. It looked like he was back in the Matrix and she was back in the Matrix. And maybe this guy that was a young Morpheus, because it wasn't uh, Florence Flishburn, Lauren... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, God. Hold on. Let me get a little drink here. Hold on. Mm-mm-mm. Lawrence Fishburne, right? Right. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about Morpheus. So I don't know if that's a different character or if it's just a younger version of him. I don't know. But once I got, like, the first 10 seconds passed, and, you know, me just you know excited about this cuz i wanted it to be good then the cynical part of me kicked in it's like yeah yeah i mean 2 and 3 and now they're making a fourth and this look alike morpheus guy here and you know are you going to take the blue and the red pill it's like okay do i think this movie's going to be good look if i'm a betting man no i do not think this thing's going to be good i don't you know, because even franchises that had a great run, you know, when time has passed, a lot of times coming back, you know, in in doing a, you know, uh, you know, like a, a movie further on down the line, <coughs> Star Wars, um, it, it, a lot of times it falls flat. Oh, and by the way, I think this is called Matrix Four Resurrection. Boy, we haven't heard. Uh, you know, a sequel to a franchise be named Resurrection ever before, so I'm like, great job on that title, guys, but I mean, whatever, I mean, if the movie's great, I'm not going to care what it's called, to be honest with you, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I check out the trailer, it looks interesting, it, it, I'm definitely going to see this movie, you know, I don't know if I'm going to go to the movies to see it, but I will at some point see it. Do I think it's going to be good? No, I don't. But do I? I, I don't know. I, I, I we'll see. I, I, I was just you know the way it ended. I was so dissatisfied, and it, it, nothing to take away the people that did the Matrix movies because, God, you know, making sequels to a overwhelmingly popular you know original movie that's got to be hard. I'm not going to tell you that it's not. I get it, I get it, but you know, I mean you guys know what you guys should know what you're doing. That's why you do what you do. That's why I don't make movies because I don't know what I'm doing. I just talk shit about it, so yeah. Okay, let's put the nail in the coffin on this whole wada thing and like uh in these auctions um and, and this is kind of old news now, uh you know, it's been a while since I came out with a uh you know, uh, an episode here, but basically another YouTuber came out with a video. I, I can't remember the guy's name. This is how much I I, I just want to put a nail on this thing. I just over and done with came out with a video talking about like the, the players that be with, uh, WADA and heritage auctions, uh, WADA being the grading company and heritage auctions being the auction house. And you know what the relationships have in the players that be, and that basically the people that are buying th- th- these games for exorbitant amounts of money millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars they're just speculators and it, it, you know and and I've 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 touched on this before it's like you know something's not right here i mean who even if you don't know anything about video game collecting who's going to come in and actually believe that that has that much money to spend it's not going to take time to to look into something and be like hey obviously these games aren't worth millions of dollars and this is the speculators trying to make a market and bump, you know, prices up, make a market that's not there. And good luck to you guys. And there's been other uh auctions uh within the last week that have also sold for other amounts and I don't care. I don't care. It's you know, it's just speculators, people that aren't in the market and people that collect other things and it's all about money it has nothing to do with whether or not these things are worth the money that they're worth and they're not nowhere nowhere close Mm-mm. so you know my my only concern is is that what is that going to do with the prices of games as far as me collecting me being middle class and not having millions of dollars to spend on games and even if i did i wouldn't <sighs> And, you know, it's funny because I went to Mo- GameCon last weekend, and obviously I was really curious to see what the prices were going to be uh, for a lot of the games. And I, I even talked to some of the sellers there uh, about, um, uh, you know, the auctions. And there was graded stuff there. They're in a couple booths. They they had some of that wada graded stuff, and which I think is garbage and dumb. But whatever. And, you know, one of the guys brought it up to me, and I said, you know, they— it's not in we are in the gaming community they are not you know it they just take this item and try to make a market for it and that's a whole nother world okay and that's a whole other people it's not the people here and you know what i realize is you know when i go in these sellers aren't changing the prices because of that because that has nothing to do with any of us you know they're not gonna you know they're not gonna sell games for an exorbitant amount of money to anybody because that's not the people that are coming to these things that, and if they have a brick and mortar shop that's not the people that are coming in the doors it's not so it really doesn't have anything to do with us were the prices more yes i uh, yes they definitely were but but not too bad and I, I i that had nothing to do with with these auctions it just had to do with the sign of the times especially with you know the pandemic You know, and it's still, it still might be. I don't think it's a bubble, but I think, um, I think the prices are going to be coming down. And I think they already started to come down a little bit more before, uh, the, the, uh, the convention. So, yeah, you know, that's the end of that. Uh, Wada and Heritage Auctions, you know, good luck with all you guys and whoever's buying it and whatever, you know, deal you're doing here. I don't care. None of us in the game gaming community care because it has nothing to do with us. Bye-bye. Uh we talked about, you know, how I hear every once in a while, you know, the Superman, Christopher Reeves and the Henry Cavill and you know you know how they compare to one another and you know what other uh you know the likes and dislikes but so it got me thinking too and this is another thing that I've that's come up uh within you know and I always hear this next topic you know every now and again but I heard it you know lately a couple more times and I I, kind of want to talk about it and it's are video game consoles and games pre-NES worth playing or collecting for and I'm talking about you know the Atari 2600. The Intellivision, the Odyssey 2, you know, and and those are the ones that I really know. And, you know, like the ColecoVision, I I, I will be honest with you, I have no experience with the ColecoVision whatsoever, but I got to believe it's on the same plane as the other three that I just mentioned. And I do have experience with the other three, the first three, excuse me. Anyway. Um, and you know, I hear people talk about you know, well, you know, it's just why even bother? And I, you know, and I see both points. I understand both points. First of all, you know, especially in the in the collecting community, the people the people that are 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 actually buying the physical media. You know, when when it comes to collecting, you have that timeline of where people are in their lives that grew up with that stuff, and are they looking for it? And that, that's in a constant uh, state of movement down the line. And what I mean by that is, at a certain point, you had the people that grew up with Atari that, were, that became in their 30s and in their 40s. And they really wanted those games, and they they had nostalgia for it. And they're like, "Oh man, you know, I had the twenty six hundred back in the day, and the the television back in the day." And you still have those guys out there, but I mean, as time ages on, you, they become less and less as far as the collector, the collectability of these games and systems. But at some point, the Atari and in, in in the and especially the Atari twenty six hundred and the Intellivision, systems in that era were popular and then as time goes on then you get hey you know people that grew up with the nes like me and the and the super nintendo and the sega genesis you know and that came into its sweet spot and is very collectible and i'm not saying that those aren't collectible now because they very much still are but you know, we are coming down the line to where we've seen the GameCube, and the people that grew up with the GameCube, or the PlayStation, or the Super, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the Nintendo 64, and maybe not so much the Nintendo 64, but definitely the PlayStation, so if you see what I'm saying here, I think it's like the collecting timeline, and as people get older, uh and the people that that grew up with it become more middle-aged and have that 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 extra money to spend they want to go back and dip into a little bit of their childhood and f- experience that again and that's when you see that stuff become you know the the hot thing to collect for or the popular thing so when i when when i hear hey you know are these things worth collecting for well my answer to that would be It is if you think it is to you. Because originally I was thinking, I don't know. I'm like, I wanted to say no right away. Because it's like, you know, these things are so old and the graphics are so primitive. While I may like them, you know, I don't see other people liking these things. Because they don't have the history like I do. But then I was like, well, maybe that's the answer to the question right there. You know, are... Are they worth collecting? Are they worth playing? They are Of it is to you. You know, I don't think there's any... People feel like everything has to be black and white. You know, there has to be like uh, a finite amount of time when, you know, hey, is it worth this or that? And I don't think it is. I mean, if there's somebody out there that's taking enjoyment out of this, then, yeah, I guess it is worth collecting. Now, maybe as a whole... I mean, you have a generation coming up that is playing with graphics that back in my day and their age, I couldn't imagine in my wildest dreams. My son is growing up with the PlayStation 5, you know, uh, the Xbox Series X. And now we've seen what those things look like. And not even those, but, you know, the generation before the, uh, you know, the Xbox One, in the, in the PlayStation four, I couldn't imagine at his age, me at his age, thinking that that's what the graphics would look like one day because I was playing a television. And you know, if you played a television, you know that the graphics are slightly less than that, (laughs) but it is still fun because there, there is a place for these games and these consoles because it's, It's history, okay? It's history of the ups and downs of the market as far as as the gaming market and where the do's and don'ts. And, you know, you've seen the growing pains and what can go wrong with what happened with the crash with Atari 2600 and then how Nintendo tiptoed on eggshells and got us back there. Because, you know, the NES takes a lot of slack not the NES but Nintendo takes a lot of slack for how they operated with the NES you know them being the only ones that could do the production of the carts and limiting companies to the number of carts that could be produced every year and having that you know SNES or whatever it was 10 lockout chip on there so other companies couldn't reproduce those carts And make their own. But a big part of that was. Because they were trying to be careful. Because it could have been so easy. To redo the mistakes. Of the Atari 2600. And I think overall. The gaming world has benefited from that. You know. Greatly. Now you could disagree with me. You know, because Nintendo, you know, Nintendo, they can be a little bit difficult. (laughs) There's no doubt about it. You know, and sometimes what Nintendo does is I don't understand. You know, we've talked about this before. You know, I scratch my head a lot with Nintendo. But, you know, on the flip side, Nintendo does a lot of good things. And they do a lot of things right. So, you know, I, I can't fault them for, you know, doing what they did. So... Anyway, are they worth collecting for? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, nowadays, we are at that point to where you can find all this stuff for dirt cheap. I mean, I see people on Marketplace trying to sell Atari 2600s with, like, 10 carts, and they think they're going to get, like, 150 bucks for it. I'm like, you're out of your mind, Jack. I I just went to Mo' Gamecon and I could buy all this stuff for dirt cheap. Now, you know, some of the, you know, Atari computers and and, and that that weren't as popular. Yeah, no, you know, we got to talk because that's a little bit rarer and and more collectible. But that's also a niche market as well. So, you know, take it for whatever it is. You know, go ahead and collect it all. You know, and even if you don't want to, to get the physical media, I mean, all of those games are really easy to emulate. What if Sonic and Mario never existed? Do you ever think about that? We take it for granted nowadays. You know, I mean, everything Sega is, is, is Sonic, you know, I mean, as far as what we see out of Sega anyway. Because Sega's just a shell of its former glory. You know, it doesn't make consoles anymore. But Nintendo, I mean, Mario, geez, Is there anything bigger than Mario out there when it comes to, to video game systems? And I, I started thinking the other day, this is... I mean, <laughs> these are the things that run through my mind. It's like, who's the better Superman, you know? Uh, you know, and what video game consoles are should I collect, you know? I mean, big, deep questions. And I was thinking, what if Sonic and Mario never existed? What would that be like? I mean, what if they didn't exist and, and these systems went forward and needed mascots? And it was, I thought it was going to be a lot easier than what it was when I really tried to 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 sit down and, and, and think about it. But it, after a, a minute there, I was like, I, you know what? I don't know. So th- this is what I came up with here because it was... Mm, I'm 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 trying tried to come up with characters that were just um exclusive to those systems or that fr- or those uh those companies I should say. So like for Sega, you know, you have ReStar which is a good game. I Man, I don't know if ReStar would really be the guy or whatever it was. You have Vector Man which mm, it's you know great games, but yeah, I don't I don't know the Vector Man would be it, and then Alex Kid, which I mean I just threw that on there because that's a Sega thing. But oh God, you know those Alex Kid games are so horrible. I'm sorry if people think different, but they are they're, they're, they're just the worst. Well, they're not the worst, but they're bad. So with Sega, I mean as far as just stuff that was exclusive to them, that's really all I could come off. On the top of my head, that would really be like, like maybe, in the running to be a mascot. So with the Super Nintendo, well, the Super Nintendo, with Nintendo, they have a lot more out there that I think might come into play. But here's what I came up with for them: so Mega Man, and I think Mega Man would be a really good one. Um, and I was, and I was trying to think, and, and and this was my thought process. I was like, well, is Mega Man as cool as Mario? And then I was thinking, wait, Mario's a plumber. Uh, so Mega Man is a robot cyborg that has a whole bunch of different weaponry. Yeah, I think he's pretty cool. So, um, Link, I think Link could definitely be, especially later on the way Link, uh, changed over time. I definitely think that Link could have been a good one. Uh, and then I put Donkey Kong on there just because of like Donkey Kong Country. Um, I think Donkey Kong could have made a decent, um, yeah, I think he could make a decent mascot, especially during the 16-bit era. So that's what I came up with uh, as far as, you know, what properties they own, I don't know if, if Nintendo actually owns Donkey Kong, um, maybe, but I definitely know, you know, Mega Man and Link, and then, you know, Restar, Vector Man, well, I mean, I don't know if Sega owns any of those either, but, I mean, those were exclusive to that, to that system, the, the Sega Genesis, um, but, you know, there's other characters out there, like, like Rayman, and I don't know if any of you have played ever played those games, but that's definitely um I, I love all those games, the Rayman games, so that could definitely be it. I mean, you know, if you really wanted to Earthworm Jim, you know, and you try to find someone what would have character? you know, what would have legs for the long haul? you know, and then, you know, and I, I say that, but then you're like, well who who the heck would have thought that a plumber? Would have become this massive mascot back in the day. Nobody, nobody. And if you're standing there raising your hand saying, "Yeah, I did," no, you didn't. Shut up. Put your hand down and sit back down. You did not. You, you liar. <laughs> and it, it, it's funny because I, I really struggled. And you know, Sonic is my favorite mascot, and I like Mario, but, you know, another mascot from another uh, system that I love, the 3DO, was Gex, and he was kind of the unofficial mascot, and I know that game is on, I, I believe, the PlayStation as well, but I loved that the attitude that guy had, and he was the packing game, I believe, for most of the time with the 3DO, and it was a I don't want to say a great game, but it was a good game. It was a decent game and very enjoyable. And I loved his attitude. And I'm like, man, you could have gone so far with that. Look at Sony with Crash Bandicoot. Where has Crash Bandicoot been lately? Why isn't Sony bringing that guy? They need to bring him back out. Who didn't love those commercials that they did with that guy in the Bandicoot costume costume? Going to the parking lot across the street from the Nintendo headquarters with the loudspeaker with Hey, Plumber Boy. Well, yeah, Plumber Boy. I'm like, come on. That was the greatest. I mean, yeah, the games weren't the greatest, but the mascot was awesome. So, yeah, that that's... Late at night, deep in my mind, I wonder. What if Sonic and Mario never existed and then I ask my wife and she's like what I'm like yeah never mind <laughs> that's what you're thinking about yeah you know I mean that and you know maybe the cure for cancer I don't know I don't go that deep um yeah yeah my hard drive crashes before I get that deep <laughs> so I must have missed this because evidently, you know, word of this came out like a while ago, but they're going to make a new Mario Brothers movie and it's going to be an animated movie, which is, which is like, whew, okay, which, you know, cause you're first, when you hear this, at least when I heard it, my first reaction was like, Oh God, are they really, they're really making another movie? I'm like, did you see the one? That was in the, was it 90s? The early 90s? Oh, God. And if you haven't, I would say go and check it out just to see how bad it is. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because you really don't need to. Mm, So bad. So when I heard this, I was like, oh, God. I'm like... Why 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 now after all this time are they thinking about doing this? But then it, they said, "Well, it's going to be animated." I'm like, "Oh." I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "Well, with that you can, you know, I mean, it, that is vastly different. <laughs> Let me tell you something. An animated movie and a a an animated movie adaptation of something is vastly different than a, you know, real-life adaptation, you know. Uh, of something, especially a video game. Um, at least I feel that way, you know. Um, you know, these are all my opinions, but so yeah. I mean, I we don't really know anything about this other than the fact that now it's been announced because Nintendo had a direct that Nintendo direct or whatever, and it was announced that you know the the head guy or whatever. I I'm not going to try and say the names. Because I'm just going to butcher them. So out of respect, I'm just going to say, you know, some guy that's very important with Nintendo mentioned that, hey, you know, we're making this movie. And I was like, okay. And uh, and then they started saying, well, here's the people that are going to, you know, voice the characters. And then this this is always interesting because, you know, they always get celebrities now. So here, let me let me do a rundown of, like, who is doing the voices for this movie. So first for Mario... You'll have Chris Pratt. And my reaction to that was, eh? i like, what? Chris Pratt as Mario. I don't see that, but okay. You know, I mean, I don't know. Like, how they figured that that would be a good fit. But I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, I like Chris Pratt. Okay. For Peach, you're going to have Anna Anya. Taylor Joy, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with her. If you look her up, see a picture, you'll recognize her right away. She's one of the most gorgeous women out there, uh, you know, doing her thying as far as being an actress. Very pretty, very pretty. Not that that has anything to do with anything, but. Um, And for Bowser, you're going to have Jack Black, which is brilliant, Oh my God, I am a huge Jack Black fan. That guy is, I think he just runs on monsters and cocaine. (laughs) That dude, I don't know where he gets his energy, especially for a big guy, but it's great. Either that or like when you see him on TV, that's it. And as soon as he's done with that, he just takes a nap. (laughs) Because I know when I see him, I'm going to take a nap. Anyway, so then for they're going to have Donkey Kong in it, and that's going to be uh, voiced by Seth Rogen, which, awesome. I like Seth. Luigi is going to be Charlie Day, which I don't know if you're familiar with Charlie, but uh, if we have fans here from Sunny in Philadelphia. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Charlie Day was on that. He was also one of the scientists in the Pacific Rim movies. Love Charlie Day. And Toad is going to be voiced by Keenan Michael Peel. Or yeah. Yeah. Keenan Michael Peel. Which I mean, geez. Who doesn't like that guy? I mean, funny as all get out. So yeah, I mean, it looks promising. It sounds promising. Uh you know, I mean, I guess that's all there is to say about it. I mean, we really don't know anything other than the fact that, like, hey, we're making this movie. It's going to be animated, and here's the people that are going to do the voice acting. I have no idea, you know, what the storyline's going to be, but I will say this. If you're going to compare this movie to the last Super Mario Brothers movie, um, it's going to be really hard to not be better than that movie, <laughs> to say the least, uh, it, it did not, you know, raise the bar very high. Uh, that is for sure. So yeah, I mean, that comes out in. Well, I'm guessing it's going to come out around Christmas time, 2022, because um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm guessing if they made the announcement, if they made the announcement before, and I missed it and now they're making the announcement again and with everything i guess they they probably already started on some level making this movie so it says 2022 so we'll we'll see hopefully it'll be something to take the kids to you know all right everybody well that's where we're going to end it tonight uh man, it's been great getting back on the mic here. I'm sorry I, I haven't been keeping up on these episodes. It just got really busy. I had fallen behind on my YouTube channel a little bit, so I'm trying to get back in the swing of things here. And then I was out of town at Mo GameCon. Oh yeah, I forgot. We were gonna talk about Mo GameCon. Um uh, It was so great to be back on on the scene at a convention. It was just I I was so excited um, to just be there and uh, just to be around other people because, you know, I mean, yeah, we've, everything's kind of reopened for the most part and then kind of closed up a little bit, but I mean, but still, you know, there are people that I hadn't seen in forever because everybody that I see, um, that I'm, I'm friends with in the, um, community, they don't live that close. You know, everyone's about a four hour drive. Either which way, and you know, I mean, I love these people, but you know, I'm not making four-hour drives. I mean, all of us have families and things to take care of, so I mean, that's just usually not happening. But with the convention, everybody gets the to be there, you know, if they can get there. And it was great. It was great because I drove. Usually, I I go down the night before, but this time uh, it was my weekend to work, so I was going to have to call off a couple days, so I didn't want to make it a full three. So I came down the day of, which is kind of rough a little bit, because from where I'm at, St. Louis is about a little bit over four hours. Well, it's about four hours, because sometimes it can be a little bit under, depending on the traffic. So, but I, I had to get up, you know, fairly early and on the road, you know, the thing starts at 10. So, so I was on the road, bright and early, got there, and, um... This was my first time going, having a YouTube channel. So I was a little nervous because I'm like, you know, I got to get some footage here. And, you know, like always, you know, me being the noob, I never get enough footage. And I'm always like wishing that I had shot like maybe twice as much, you know. And I got to start remembering to do that with everything that I do. Because when I make videos here in the basement and, and I don't shoot enough, yeah, I'm still here in the basement, so I can go back and shoot more, you know, the convention's over, so it's not like I'm gonna drive four hours back to be like, hey, can we do this again, and so I can get more, you know, and and I I probably ended up having plenty, you know, but I try, I try to put at least a a, a decent amount of effort into my videos, whether or not that shows on the other end, I don't know, I think it does sometimes, sometimes. (laughs) Then you go back and watch it like a month later and you're like, oh, my God, that was horrible. What am I doing? Um, But anyway, it was a good time. Uh, The guys from Gaming Off the Grid were there, uh, you know, Wes and Robert and Brian. And, you know, they had I didn't know, but they had their own table there, which was awesome. So I hung out with them during the con a little bit. And then, you know, there was Captain Algebra, which very awesome. And then you had Lacey and Tom from Do You Nerd. Very nice people. And then a couple other people that I'd never met before uh, in person was Matt from Retro Wolf 88 and uh, Peter from Waves and Games. So that was cool. I got to hang out with all of them because afterwards, um, a lot of them had rented a Airbnb together and and so went over there and well first of all because I was like well what are we do what are you guys doing for dinner and then Robert was like okay well you got to get over here because I stayed somewhere else so Robert's like oh you got to get over here and we're gonna we're we need help deciding what we're gonna get for dinner so I'm like okay so I I get there and by the time I get there they're like oh we decided and I'm like well what, what are we doing and they're like well, we ordered a hundred sliders. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, and you know, it's like, oh my god, that's gonna be such a rough day tomorrow. You know, alcohol and sliders is always good in that moment. Well, not always, but I—they're good. They're so good. I mean, I don't know about a hundred, like, like I had a—I think like ten. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. That wrecked my stomach that next day. Can I tell you, I must have hit every rest area between uh, St. Charles, Missouri, and Joliet, Illinois. I hit every single rest area. And every time it was an emergency. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, It it, it the, the ride home took a little bit longer than I thought, you know, and then what's funny is at a certain point, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm hungry, I could eat, you know, so it's just like, g- <laughs> and not to mention, I had a huge headache, and I don't understand, I didn't drink that much, but I like to drink all that damn, you know, craft beer. I just need to go back to like regular Miller lights or something, you know, just I'm 43 right now. I'll, I'll get, I'll get the new balances. I'll tuck my shirt in, you know, I'll clip, I'll get the, uh, you know, the phone clip for my belt and I, I, I'm just going to go old man, you know, go back with the Bush lattes and the Miller lights and, and, and that's it, you know? So, but yeah, anyway, it was a great time. Uh I can't wait to go back next year, but now the fun thing is, is most of these people are going to Milwaukee in a couple months on November, November 5th, 6th, and 7th for the Midwest Gaming Classic, and if you have never been to that, uh, and you're in the Midwest area, you know, around Milwaukee, you should go, totally go, it's a two-day convention, Uh, there is stuff that goes on that Friday night, but it's not the full convention the Saturday and Sunday uh, is pretty much the full convention and it's 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 just such a great time there's so many vendors there Um, there's so much stuff to see and do Um, yeah if you are a gamer and you enjoy uh, collecting video games or, or not even collecting but just playing video games and you're close to Milwaukee come on out guys it's a great time so yeah that I'm very much looking forward to, and uh, I will say I'm, I'm also looking forward to it because uh, I got uh, a nice hotel room in Milwaukee. I tried saving money when I went to St. Louis, and I stayed at a well. I'm not going to say what chain it was, but um, it, it it rhymes with Ray's Inn. Let's just say that, and I. It was one of those situations where as soon as I walked in, I knew it was a mistake. Like well, I'll be honest with you, I knew it was a mistake before I even walked in the front door. So yeah, uh let's just say I slept with my clothes on <laughs> and I put a towel from the bathroom around the pillow and I was up early and out of there. Um yeah, you know, sometimes you get what you pay for and I definitely got what I paid for in my defense in my defense people I didn't know that it was you know uh the seedy hotel that it was now because a couple years ago some of the other youtubers had stayed there and I went to their rooms and you know now if you know what you know chain I'm talking about rhymes with rays in then you know that you know it's not necessarily the lap of luxury. I I, I understand it. But the rooms were decently clean. You know, they were very plain, but they were clean. This time uh uh-uh. uh no 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 not at all the shower was clean enough it clean enough for me to get in and out and out of there and uh yeah that was that one's on me so I'm staying at a very nice Marriott in Milwaukee, um, right next to the convention, uh, hall or convention center. So that is nice. And I was like, I am so glad I did that (laughs) because I was seriously contemplating trying to save a buck in Milwaukee too. And I am so glad that I decided not to. All right, guys. So that is where we're going to end it. This is our second ending, but this is the real one. I am so glad you guys decided to come and hang out with me and listen to me ramble on. It's so therapeutic for me just to unload all of this stuff on you guys. So I guess down in the uh, comments below, let me know what Superman do you guys like? And are you guys excited for the Hawkeye trailer and, or for the Hawkeye show in Matrix 4? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited for both. And, you know, feel free to comment on whatever else we talked about. All right, guys. Well, this is the end. I've had enough. It's time to go to bed. I am so tired. I love you all. Good night and goodbye.